Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spiro Avenue Show. You could follow us on social media at Spiro Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch our full episodes and clips and highlights on YouTube. And we would appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button for us. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Uh, they sure did. I was there for the front end of that sweep. What a glorious night that was, taking my son to a, a hockey game for the first time. Michigan State hockey is really hot right now. We got one of their big pieces here. Isaac Howard, welcome to the Spiro Avenue Show. Great to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you guys are you're sort of the Hansel and Zoolander. You guys are the hot item on campus right now. Basketball team got off to a little bit of a slow start, has rebounded since. Football, we won't talk about it. You guys are sort of the darlings up there. Are you guys uh, feeling that love yet, or what's that like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think we've obviously had a very successful season, you know, so far. And, um, you know, it's definitely, I mean, it, it's fun to, 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 be, to be winning. And, you know, the jammer on campus is awesome. You know, Mun has been buzzing, so it's been, been super fun. So I'm going to get deep into the Michigan State stuff, and that's where my heart lies, and I think that's the most relevant piece. But I, I had to bring up the NHL draft, <laughs> which I'm sure you've been asked about a million times. Yeah. But it's one of the funniest things. So we got to set it up for the audience. We're going to play the clip of you getting drafted and your outfit that went viral on Twitter, at least. Uh, ben, can you roll that for us to set the stage for the topic here? With the 31st pick, Tampa Bay Lightning, pleased to select Isaac Howard from the U.S. Development Program. Look at the turtleneck. I love the turtleneck Me and the too. chain oh. and the white jacket. I love that. That's yeah. 90s. His nickname's the Iceman, too. Sure. And I'm telling you, this guy's skill and his belief in that skill is oozing. Tampa is a nice fit for him. John Cooper, we know, rewards that skill and grit. So I think this is a nice Excellent pick for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Fans are probably watching down at Channel Side. So you obviously weren't a part of the Spartan family yet, but I remember yeah. that immediately following the draft and being a thing. I, like, was that a, a pre-planned thing? Obviously, I know you, you put your clothes on that yeah. day, but like, were you trying to make a statement, or what was that about? Yeah, I was just, I was just enjoying it. Like it was, uh, you know, such a fun day, and um, you know, leading up to that, obviously, like your kind of draft outfit, you got to plan it, and. Um, I remember like looking at, at, at a white suit in my closet that I, I kind of never wore. And I was like, just thinking you know, if I wore this, it would kind of be unreal. Cause you know, in, in hockey, especially like, like is, you know, it's pretty, pretty neutral. And you know, that was out there. So it was, it was pretty fun. That's why it was memorable. And the other reason it was memorable was not just that exchange, but it was, <laughs> I would argue more so the interview you gave like, right after. And that, that was the one that I saw that really kind of popped. So Ben play the Isaac Howard, post-draft pick interview. It's, it's hilarious, please. Isaac, going into tonight, what were you hoping for? Yeah, you know, you know, obviously I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, I was getting a little nervous up there, but to hear my name called was, you know, really awesome. You had one of the more unique fits of the night. Can you take us through your fashion choice? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm the best-looking guy here, um, and I dress the best, uh, you know, just to impress, so. And you're joining an organization that's now been to three straight Stanley Cup finals, winning two of them. What do you think makes the Lightning so special? I mean, again, I think they're the best draft picks. You know, I think that's that's a steal of the draft right there. Um, and, you know, that's why they're the best organization. Awesome. Congratulations, Isaac. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I have to think about it, but not just the <laughs> NHL draft. I, I can't remember any player, like, going with that line of, like, yeah. they're, they're brilliant. You know, like, it, it's, <laughs> uh, I'm the best looking guy. Like, was your phone just blowing up? with that i mean because you yeah. were viral pretty quickly yeah i mean it definitely you know obviously i wasn't on my phone really for a solid hour i would say after i got drafted and then kind of opened it it was just insane you know i think 
maybe I didn't even realize how big of an actual moment it was. Um, you know, just saying that stuff is, is pretty funny. And then it kind of, then you kind of realize like how many people are actually tuning in to the NHL draft. And, you know, it was pretty, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. When you like, or you're walking out of the hotel room and you got on what you got on, like, did you have one of your parents saying, what the hell are you doing? Or well, how did that go? <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, my, my parents have always just supported me and, you know, they, my family has like a great sense of humor that they kind of thought it was just hilarious that, that I was wearing that. Um, so, I mean, everyone kind of just was on board with it. The, the public loved it. I mean, they, I, I just picturing my own parents. My mom would think it was great. My dad would it'd be all, he's, he's not a 1950s dad, but you could fool some people. Yeah. It, so, yeah. But um, yeah, the whole draft experience just fascinates me. And I can't imagine like being there in any context, but especially you kind of stole the show yeah. in the first round there. It was, it was wild. So, you know, you're take me through that that process. Like, I obviously you're pictured there with Gary Bettman. Like, are are you nervous during the draft? You said you were a little bit nervous going in about your outfit and stuff. But like, what what, what were the emotions like? I mean, the draft is yeah. I mean, it it was a long day. I think um, you know the whole entire day, kind of leading up to the draft, and then um, when you get there, it's like you know a solid. You know, I was probably there for five hours just waiting in that seat because you get there early, sit next to all the prospects, and then you know when the actual draft starts. It's, you know, each each team's on the clock and then there's commercials. And so you're kind of just glued to your seat. And, you know, every pick's just exciting because you, you have no idea what's going to happen. Did you have communication in advance with Tampa Bay? Like, did they talk to you beforehand? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so throughout the entire year, you're going through, you know, countless interviews with, you know, pretty much every team, like, you know, Zooms, phone calls, in-person interviews, dinners, you know, stuff like that. So I was in, in talks with Tampa Bay. Um, and then, you know, it's not like I, I knew I was going to get drafted or anything by them. But then when they, you know, announced, announced my name, is a really cool feeling. When you were going in, did you have an idea of the general range you were expected to be in? And like, did you end up falling in that range? Because I found some conflicting, like, mock drafts from there. Like, your name was, like, really high, much higher up. Like, and then, like, even not much lower, but, like, you know, five spots lower than you ended up going. Like, what was your expectation going in? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Those mock drafts for sure are kind of, you know, pointless, obviously. It's yes. just, just a fan kind of making it. So, uh, honestly, like going into the draft, I had a good feeling that I would go in the first round, but I honestly, I had, didn't really know, um, you know, what, what picks or what range. It was kind of just, you know, could have been, you know, kind of anything. So, just went in with that mindset and then, you know, Tampa Bay drafted me. Yeah, you, you stole the show at the end, man, for sure. It was so funny. And I, I was telling you beforehand, like, I remember that moment so vividly, but you weren't part of the Spartan family yet. And I was researching for the show and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't, I didn't make the connection. So <laughs> I knew like your your teammates have said, you know, you're a like funny guy, like a fun guy to have around. So it makes sense that you were you were the guy that went viral during, yeah. the, <laughs> during the draft. But so I want to talk about Michigan State. Obviously, that's the crux of why we're here. Yeah. Um, your experience is there so far, obviously, relatively new to the campus. You're a transfer from Minnesota Duluth. So take me through a little bit. Your coach in particular has been a cult figure in a good way, at least with the fan base. Like he's a meme factory uh, with mm-hmm. the fan base. We actually made one bet if you can throw that up. Are you aware of the Night King nickname? Is that something the players have awareness of? No, I haven't seen that one, but I, I just finished Game of Thrones, so I, I like that. Uh, that's like ours. That. Yeah, we actually made that one. Yeah, really? that's our team. But uh, yeah, that's uh, so you get the reference. You haven't yeah. heard. So you. The players aren't aware of that nickname, or at least you weren't. No, I mean, no, that's probably more. I guess I mean it's hard for us to 
see that stuff sometimes but yeah i mean yeah that's cool in the game yeah well they they love them um obviously and you did mention before the show like you understand like how popular you guys have become and you sort of feel the buzz up there i'm curious about him just as a a guy as a coach i had a a guy who was not your teammate but a great spartan hockey player and a member of the program jagger joshua who you guys just missed each other by a year graduated but he talked about this culture of accountability and it's not like strict like he's an asshole but he's like you know he's got expectations and it's a player led thing too where the players hold each other accountable tough but like good tough was his read on it what would you make it as he accurate there yeah i mean i think i think yeah that's pretty accurate he's gonna hold hold you accountable and yeah he's not gonna necessarily scream in your face and and be that type of coach but it doesn't mean he doesn't you know expect you know greatness so i mean every every weekend like he expects us to go out there and, and perform and um you know, we kind of work our tail off. I think that that's a big thing from him too, is just, you know, early in the week, you know, basically the entire week, like we're just working, working towards that goal and, and working really hard. And, you know, he's, yeah, like he's not going to scream in your face, but he, he definitely demands, you know, for you to be given, given your all. Yeah. I know like my friend, Jeremy's the biggest diehard Michigan state hockey guy you can possibly find. And I used to fancy myself up there, but he puts me to shame. I remember him doing cartwheels when you announced you were coming because you were considered, I mean, by any list, top three, top four transfer portal guy coming from Minnesota Duluth. You could have gone anywhere. You may be humble about it. You could have gone anywhere. I mean, you were a top, top guy in the portal. What made you come to Michigan State? Was it Nightingale? What was it? Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, you know, I knew Nightingale obviously came here because I played for him uh, for two years at the U.S. national program. So I knew exactly what I was getting, you know, from him as a coach. And, you know, kind of right as I was in the transfer pool, I was seeing what they were doing with their weight room, you know, recovery room, kind of just doing this huge renovation that looked, you know, awesome for for development reasons. And then, um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I didn't necessarily know exactly what the team was like, what the players were like, but I kind of just had trust in in Nightingale's, you know, the way he coaches and Will Morlax, who who's our trainer off the ice, um, was also my trainer at USA. So I knew exactly what he does. And, you know, he's he's I would say the best best trainer in college hockey. Um, and for development reasons, it was it was kind of a no brainer to come here. And then, you know, now that I'm here and, you know, with the team, got to know the players, like we have a hell of a team, which is kind of just uh even even back bigger of a plus. I mean, it's not new to you because it's all you've known, but it's new to a lot of Michigan State fans. It began last year, to be fair, but it's we've been down for a while and we're still the most recent Big Ten team to win a national championship. It's a proud, great program, uh, but it's been a bad, by our standards for sure, you know, almost decade and a half before last year. I don't know if you, you know, you, you lack the perspective because you weren't here, obviously. Yeah. But like, why do you think he's successful if you had to guess? Like, why does he work at the level that he does? I mean, he's extremely dedicated. Um, I think that's a big thing, you know, always watching film, you know, looking for ways for, for us to get better. Um, you know, I think it helps when, you know, players want to come play from. I think that that's important. And then, you know, having a team that, you know, wants to play from and, and believes in the systems, I think that's important. Um, you know, we have a group that that believes in what he says and, you know, willing to do, you know, whatever it takes. I think that that helps definitely big time. So backing up for a second, you mentioned something that was interesting to me because it's a point of debate how valuable facilities are. But that was one of the first two things you mentioned was MON and the renovations and the facilities there. So that was a a strong thing for you. Like you saw what they were doing just from 
like a literal infrastructure standpoint that meant something to you with your decision, right? Yeah. I mean, when I saw the, you know, the facilities that they were going to have for this year, it was kind of mind blowing. And, and, um, you know, the equipment we have in the, in the gym upstairs is, you know, crazy. We have some things that are like a hundred grand and, you know, that can truly help in, in the gym because there's new technology coming out and how to, you know, increase power, increase speed. And when we're getting those top of the line equipment, like it's, it, it's, it's awesome for everyone. I, and you just made such a great point that like people should understand that. And for context, and we mentioned it, like Isaac's one of the best or was one of the best guys in the portal. He was a highly coveted guy that could have picked his school, could have gone to Michigan, could have gone anywhere. And I mean, he's telling you like the importance of those facilities. And that was a critical you know, part of your decision along with your coach. So I, I think like people need to understand like why people push for this stuff. Like they care about the athletics. Like you're here in part because they did that. Yeah. And you're the perfect example. Like Michigan State got a coveted player who leads the team in scoring now for the best season they've had since they won the national championship in 07. I mean, how old were you in 07? Three years old. Three years. Yeah. The best team since he was three and he's leading the team in scoring and he's here in part because of the facility. So that's like why fans like me that just love this stuff. Yeah. We get pumped. Like we get pumped too when we see that stuff. It's like, all right. Yeah, it's awesome. And that's, you know, part of why you're here. So it's just, it's just a great experience. Tell me about Wisconsin a little bit. I was there for the Friday one. Uh, it was awesome. The front end of the, the sweep, really good game. Like you guys kind of took it to them. Yep. They had their push in the third, which you kind of always expect, mm -hmm. um, especially with the, the two goal lead. But what was that like? The environment from the crowd standpoint was awesome. Like what was it like on the ice? Yeah. I mean, I think as a team this weekend, we played, you know, our best full weekend, I would say, you know, I thought we were really consistent throughout the weekend and, you know, it wasn't like a fluke sweep. Like I thought we played, you know, our identity and, and won the game clean and, you know, the arena was buzzing. Like I've absolutely loved, loved playing at Mon so far. I think, you know, our team has just played great in front of the home crowd, which is, which is awesome. And it's good to get, you know, those fans engaged because, you know, student section is great. The, all the fans, you know, the building was buzzing. So it's, you know, it definitely helps and makes players, you know, just like me, like just more excited for, for home games. The announcing team, proud Michigan State uh, students, you know, they were talking about the chippiness at the end of the second game. I perceived the same thing they did. I was watching on TV for that one. Um, was Wisconsin getting a little agitated with the state of affairs there at the end? It seemed like they, it was getting a little rough out there maybe. Yeah, I think that I think that's common in college when you're playing a, a series like, you know, you get the team two nights in a row. So eventually something's going to happen. And, you know, they're on a, a tear like they just swept Minnesota and just swept Michigan. Um, so obviously then things kind of weren't going their way. So I'm sure, you know, kind of got them a little agitated. Do you think they're the best team you've seen so far this year? Yeah, I would say, you know, you know, two weekends that stick out to me are them and in Boston College, who we played earlier. Um, you know, I think we're still coming together as a team more that was early in the season when we played Boston College um but you know both those weekends had had great teams so so when you're you finish the sweep what's that room like after like I'm always fascinated by the locker room stories like were you guys bouncing off the walls was it kind of yeah I mean I think we have a great culture in the fact that you know we get in there everyone's excited for you know for each other and then you know we sing our sing our win song which is always great you know everyone huddles together um and then, yeah, I mean, then we're, we're kind of looking towards the next weekend and we know that we can't can't get complacent. You know, it's a long season. Um, so celebrate the win and then, you know, prepare for the next weekend. You're for context. And we mentioned it. Your your production is wild. Ben, if you can throw up our 
Mr. Isaac Howard card that we that we made. So we call you high impact. So this is where you're at right now. Four goals, 12 assists, 16 points, leading the team in the latter two assists and points. Your impact has been obviously profound and uh, you've made a big difference with the way things are going here. Do you feel do you need to be a leader when you're a player at that level, when you're producing at your level? Do you have an onus to, to be that even though you're an underclassman? Are you kind of let go and just do your thing? Like, what's what do you feel is the expectation of you as a player? Because the production obviously speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's important to, you know, not necessarily just do everything like like be your own thing. Like you want to, you know, be a part of the team. I like to lead by example, like just showing up, working hard, you know, setting the tone and in, in drills, stuff like that, that I think, you know, carries good energy um, throughout the team. And, you know, that's kind of what I would say I bring as, as a leader for sure. Do you have any concept of your timeline for, you know, when you would try to, to leave school? Is that something you think about? No, not really. I mean, ever since I got here, like I've absolutely, absolutely loved it. So I would, I would say like, you know, no rush, you know, I'd have no issue coming back here for another year or two. Like it's, it's, you know, like I said, ever since I've been here in summer, I've absolutely loved it. So you're from Wisconsin, I think originally, right? Yep. And and went to Duluth for the year. So this is kind of your first. Um, are you, was it? Is it the U.S. Development Program? Is is it still it's in, in Plymouth? Oh, it's yeah. in Plymouth. Okay. So at this point, I feel like Michigan's like a second home. Almost. Yeah. So you kind of know the yeah. deal. So you were two years in Plymouth there. Yep. So your parent, you're a typical hockey. I mean, your parents moving around like to follow you because you went to Shattuck. Yep. St. Mary's, which is, you know, like the Harvard of high school hockey, really. Yep. So they, they follow you around? They, uh, no, they haven't followed me around. They've, they've stayed at the same house. Um, so Shattuck was an hour 15 from my house, um, which isn't bad at all. So they would buzz up on weekends and whatnot. And then, um, you know, when I was in Michigan, I had an awesome billet family. Um, Jesse, Pete, Ewer, Landon, Sasha, they were, they were my billet family and they were awesome. So still in great connection with them. They just came to the Wisconsin series, actually. Um, so that's why I lived with them for the two years and then now just in an apartment with a teammate. I'm fascinated by the Shattuck culture. And, you know, we talked before my, my best friend went there. So I know a fair amount about it, even though I haven't been there. But it's a classic kind of Americana prep school. And I don't mean it in a bad way. Like, it's kind of a cool piece of, the, of our history that seemed to kind of mm -hmm. come forward. It is locked in time. Like, can you tell me about your Shattuck experience? I just want to touch on that real quick. Yeah, so I went to Shattuck uh, two years, my freshman sophomore year of high school, and you know, absolutely loved it. You know, as a as a young guy, like that's especially as a hockey player. I mean, that's just a dream school. Like, you know, they have three ranks, two full size, one three and three rank, and you can kind of just you know go out with your buddies at like seven p.m. and be like, let's go hop on the rink quick, and then you know get some dinner after. So I think that's you know awesome at around that age, and and the culture there is great. Like you're. I'm still talking to, you know, a ton of guys that I play with there. I think, you know, once you go to Shattuck and you meet someone at Shattuck, like you kind of have an instant instant connection and stuff to talk about. Yeah, it's such a cool place. And like they filmed the third Muddy Ducks movie there. And it's, yep. uh, it was Eden Hall in that iteration. But do they talk about Crosby there at all? Is he like on the wall somewhere, on a, a giant mural? Or like, is he hanging over the program still? Yeah, I mean, they definitely definitely talk about him a good amount. Obviously, it was cool that he was able to go there his sophomore year and just tear it up. Um, and then obviously, he's you know one of the greatest players of all time. So it's cool to have that connection. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they have pictures of him around the school at the rink, stuff like that. Uh, so back to the Michigan State thing, you're 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 going there in part because of of Mon, the facilities, the renovations, the coach, and stuff. Was there a specific pitch? that got you there? Was it something that Nightingale told you in particular, or was it just the sort of inherent prior familiarity and comfort? 
Yeah, I mean, actually, like the first phone call he he gave me, he, he kind of said like he's not gonna you know pitch me to come here. Like I'm gonna wanna wanna play there. So I think that's kind of kind of awesome because you know most people are trying to like recruit you, trying to tell you why you should come. But he kind of was just confident in in the program and what he offered, and you know I love that. So he he called you to to not pitch you basically. Is that <laughs> what that was? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So that I mean, yeah, he's kind of playing like he didn't really need you. That's kind of bold by him. I, I, it worked, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. He's he's a fascinating guy. I'm dying to get him in the chair you're in. I think he'd be such a a great guy to talk to. And everybody in the athletic department, just generally, like even outside of the hockey program, has the most respect for that guy. And you know, he's coming and and done something that you know the several of his predecessors weren't able to do. And I think he's been such a game changer. Uh, see, my opinion, which is, I mean, you're clearly, this is a Michigan State friendly space. I'm biased. I think you guys have a national championship ceiling. I really believe that. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I think for sure. I think that's that's our standard too. You know, every day we show up, we we practice like the best team in the country and and come game time, we, we play like, like the best team in the country. I think that's in, important to have that standard. And, you know, it all starts in the way we work. Like, I bet you were the hardest working team, you know, in college. And, um, you know, that kind of just gives us feel to the fire. What's the what's the team like? Is it like a kind of chippy? Because Jagger said it was a health like last year, different team. But he said it was, you know, like kind of a chippy, not contentious, though, like productively chippy, you know, yep. kind of harping on each other and making sure they were locked in. Like, is it a looser room? What's it like? It's, you know, like the room itself. I mean, you know, guys are holding each other accountable, like, you know, any good locker room and um you know on the ice i think we have like good hard skill you know we're not just a you know not just a skill team we're not just a grinder team like we have we have a great blend and you know practice is where you know you'll have guys going at each other and stuff which is you know healthy and and good for the team and you know it's 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 extremely competitive too which is probably the most important factor right yeah the the ceiling angle for you guys is is fascinating to me because hockey's hard it's it's difficult to really predict and we've seen teams that we didn't really see coming at least advance to the final if not win the whole thing and it's tough to predict but you guys seem to have what you need like i i, I like you at all levels you're good in net you you have what you're one of them forwards like the d is solid i, I think you're you kind of have everything you need you have the coach you need so it's tough it's tough to say about any team because it's such a hard yeah I mean, michigan loss is a huge favorite in 2011 or 2012 in the yeah. final um, it's tough to say with confidence, but if I'm having to pick a team or, you know, pick a couple of teams that can do it, you really seem to check every box despite my bias. Is that is this something you guys talk about? Do you talk about national championship or, you know, any particular goal or is it more just internalized? Yeah, no, I think we definitely talk about it. like that's our that's our goal. That's our standard. And, you know, that's why you play college hockey. And, um, you know, yeah, I think we we're strong all around. And, you know, the unique thing about college is that um you know making the tournament obviously you need to have a great regular season um or you have to win your conference and then it's you know one game elimination so you know anything can happen so you just gotta get prepared for that and you know make sure that when the time comes you're ready to go so what is it what does it need to look like for you guys because i think if you play your game you can you can do it i mean what is it what does a national championship for michigan state look like what yeah do you i have mean to do to get there i mean i think just sticking with with the process we, we've we've you know started i mean it's a long season and well it's actually it's actually kind of a short season but you know play two games a weekend i mean just sticking with the process believing in ourselves you know every weekend showing up um because you know every every game's important for for standings and getting into the tournament and whatnot and 
um, you know, basically playing every game like it's it's a national championship. And, you know, as long as we can show up with that that effort and that mindset, I think we'll be really successful. Is there any element of, you know, you guys are hot already and then you end up taking down Wisconsin in a sweep back to back as the number one team that was just steamrolling everybody? Is there an element of we got to avoid the come down like in our next couple of games? Like, is that something you guys are aware of or talk about? I mean, I think that's, you know, obviously part of it is you don't you don't want to necessarily have a have a come down. You want to just keep steamrolling ahead. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm fired up for this weekend against Minnesota. It's another great, great test, another great weekend in the Big Ten. Um, you know, it'd be two two huge wins again. So I think, you know, just keeping that confidence we have in ourselves and, you know, just playing hard. And you know, I think we'll be we'll be good. What do you like best about Mun so far playing there? I mean, I, I would say the crowd. I think every we've had a good crowd every game, which is which is fun. You know, sometimes maybe if you're on a on a random game, you'll have a little bit lesser of a crowd, but we haven't had that yet. So I think that's that's exciting, and you know, it just makes me excited to play at home. You know, I think we I think we're like five five zero and one right now at home, which is which is good. And we got got to keep that going. Your goaltending situation has a Detroit Red Wings tie in. Your you know, one of your two is Trey Augustine. Yep. Detroit Red Wings draft pick, early second round pick. Yeah, I had um, a couple of discussions on the show about him and with Max Boltman from The Athletic as a Red Wings beat writer. And he's high on Augustine. He likes him a lot. He said he's not a freak of nature, you know, in terms of reflex. He's not like a, a guy that would have gone top 10, you know, which is weird for goalies anyway. But he's just steady and sound and, and so sharp and, and plays the position like to a T how you're supposed yeah. to play. What's what's your read on him? I mean, he could be the Red Wings goalie number one at some point. What do you think of Trey? Yeah, I think he's a he's a great goaltender. I gotta um I gotta play with him at USA as well. He was uh he's a birth year below me, so he got called up to our team. That's kind of when I first first met him. And yeah, I mean I think you're that's pretty accurate. Like he's very positionally sound. Um, you know, seems like he's always in cutting off angles. He's always, you know, solid in his net. Um and you know, this weekend he played great. So it it was great to see that. And you know, obviously he's a he's a true freshman. So even for goalies to be, you know, a starter, let alone, you know, a great starter is, is really tough to do. And I think he's he's done a great job. Yeah, you kind of read my mind. What I see when I watch him, I'm surprised he looks very calm yeah. for a freshman in that position. He plays the position just calmly. He doesn't panic when there's chaos. He just he, he kind of stays where you're supposed to stay yeah. and what a goalie coach would, you know, how they would tell you to play, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think he, yeah, if you watch him, he's extremely calm and, you know, he's just, he knows where to be and he's not going to, you know, waste energy or extra shuffles. Like it seems like he's just so smooth and, and so calm in there. Uh, you know, last year, Jagger, we, we talked about on the show, he, maybe the number with the season changed a little bit, but like at the point we were talking, he had almost double the penalty minutes than anybody else on the team had. <laughs> like, is there, is there a guy on your team that's kind of like the rough neck? I know it's not you. I think you've had like one penalty all year, but yeah, I mean, Probably like I mean Gucciardi, I would say. I don't I don't know who's leading our team in penalty minutes. Um there's no like huge I looked at there's no like guy way above everybody else. It's okay. a lot of kind of bunched in. Um, yeah, I mean I've seen, I look. Like like Gucci Gucciardi's gotten a couple penalties that I can remember, but no, I mean there's not one that sticks out that's like getting five minute majors left and right. So is is that like the do you need that? That's the, the debate with hockey guys is you know, do you need the grit and kind of the you know, the tough guy and the enforcer in the NHL level, it's a little different, obviously, because you guys aren't fighting. Yeah. Um, is that overstated? Is it more skill game? That stuff's more in the 90s. Like, what's your take on that? 
I mean, for college, it's 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 like, you know, you can have a, a good physical presence, but, you know, sometimes it's just like unnecessary if you have a guy that's just getting, you know, five minute majors or hitting guys from behind. Like that's not necessarily helping the team. That's just, you know, kind of going in the box. But, you know, I think it's good to have like, you know, strong, hard physical players. Um, you know, if you want to build a national championship winning team, you're going to for sure have that. Uh, tell me about East Lansing a little bit. We, you, not even in a hockey context, although it might apply. What, what do you make of that campus? I mean, I'm, I'm a fan, but what do you make of it? Oh, the campus is great. Um, you know, first when I, right when I got here, I was going from like a one building campus at Duluth where kind of everything's connected to, you know, getting dropped off here. And I'm looking at, you know, 20 buildings the size of my old campus, which is kind of just like crazy to first see. And um you know i'm not on campus too much to be honest i do a good amount of on online classes but um you know it's it, it was beautiful in the, in the in the summertime and you know i'm sure when the spring happens it'll be beautiful again yeah you, i mean you're a midwest guy so you're not put off i mean you're a hockey player too yeah, but yeah, yeah it's like the weather question is always interesting like i had kate hauser michigan state's quarterback he's a california guy and he's just like, <laughs> he's, this sucks here like he, the weather he loves the campus he's like this weather man it takes him getting used to so Hockey players, it's not a big deal. Man. No, I feel like this weather is better than than what it is back home, so I'll take it. Do you guys, when you're, uh, I know you're, you know, doing some stuff online too. Like, do you guys hang out together outside? Like, is it a a good team in terms of the the presence? Is it more workmanlike outside of the arena? You don't hang out. Like, what's that like? Yeah, we'll for sure hang out, especially like if we have downtime on a weekend or something. Get together um, in the summer. We we're always always golfing together. Um, you know, kind of every day to be honest. Uh, and then we're getting food together, you know, every week and just meeting up, doing stuff like that. I, I'm curious for the contrast, like with the culture there. And I know we talked about it some with Nightingale, but, um, you know, my friend Jack played for Red Berenson at Michigan and he was revered there by the players, but also feared. Uh, he didn't, like Jack said, he, he didn't do anything that you would say, oh my God, I can't believe he did that. It was presence and he would just glare and people just knew. And he was a really intimidating presence even if he didn't say much like are, are the guys would say oh my god like don't let red find out we're gonna be in deep <laughs> shit is there is there like a fear with nightingale there or is it a little more relaxed what is that like in contrast to like what red was according to jack anyway i mean uh, i mean he's a he's a great guy um you know i wouldn't say i fear him like you know as, as a person you know i can talk to him about you know kind of anything he's a great guy to you know talk to he's got good stories I feel like he's always cooking pizza at, at the rink. <laughs> he's cooking pizza at the rink? Yeah. The, the coach is like always, you know, cooking up some pizza. They got a, they got well, like a doing that? pizza oven outside on the patio. So I feel like I, I've stopped by there a couple of times, gotten some slice of pizza and just BS about what basically anything. So. What time is that? Is that, I'll tell you, can I just go grab a, <laughs> a slice of that pizza? What time is he doing that? I'm just going to swing back. Yeah. I mean, it was. The fo football football Saturdays, they're always giving something away oh, there if you stop yeah. by. Yeah, yeah. You guys have you guys have stolen the spotlight, man. It's 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 kind of crazy. And I was getting to the point of being harassed about not having a Michigan State hockey player on, and I, I was glad that you kind of stepped in and stepped up to the plate. Honestly, it's, <laughs> it's been um, kind of wild because you know the first couple of years we did this, uh, you know, I was not getting no offense to Michigan State, I wasn't getting Michigan State hockey player requests. Mm -hmm. I've been getting bombarded. You guys are are really taking off and have sort of taken the, the hearts of the school up there. And you've, you've stolen. I mean, you guys are the top show in town in terms of buzz up there. Everyone's talking about you guys. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. You know, obviously, I'm I'm new to, to kind of the city and the school. But, I mean, that's just – that's awesome. I mean, 
we love all of our supporters, all the fans. We, we love the buzz. So I think it's, you know, it's awesome to be a part of it. What's the value of a national championship to you and, and what that would mean to you personally if you guys got there and won it? I mean, it would be, I mean, it would be awesome. No other way to put it. I think it would be, you know, best feeling of my career for sure. And, you know, even just to bring it back to the school, bring it to East Lansing, like, you know, I, I, the whole city, the whole community would, would rise up for that and love it. So I think it would be, you know, super awesome thing. And, you know, I think we definitely have, have a team that can do it. So it's just about, you know, focusing on one week at a time and not getting ahead of ourselves. Well, bias aside, you guys are my pick. I liked what I saw in both games against Wisconsin. You're obviously having an incredible season. You were the I, the one team that has really stopped them so far. They had one road loss to you know, current number two, North Dakota, yep. I think it was. Yep. So, yeah, that's what you guys did was so impressive, and it's been the case really throughout the year. You guys just play the game the right way. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a cliche, but it's true. You, you guys just you play hard, you back check, you skate hard, you know, you find the open guy. It's it's kind of just classic textbook hockey. Yeah. That's that's my read on your style. How would you describe your style? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty accurate. It it, it kind of starts, you know, it started, I guess, all the way back in July 5th when we came out here. It was, you know, always preached about, you know, our conditioning, work ethic. Like that needs to be the best in the country. And, you know, we had a group that worked our balls off to get there. And, and now I feel like when we're playing the games, we're able to use that as to our advantage. You know, Saturday night, second, third period, I think we have more legs than, than the opponent. And, you know, playing the right way, like you said, back checking, you know, in the offense zone, creating stuff. Um, you know, I thought we've done, done a really, really good job of that. It's, it's a fascinating team to watch. You guys just, like I said, play the right way. You're fun to watch. There's very little like, oh, God, what is he thinking with you guys? You're just really sound. And that's, you know, we had a little bit of chaos before your, your coach got here and, and cleaned some things up. And uh, it's, it's just been such a relief to have him here, you know, establish things last year and now take another step this year. Uh, it's a pleasure watching you play, man, personally. And you're having such a good year for a team that I think has a chance to really do great things. So uh, to whatever it's, uh, or for whatever it's worth, just thank you for helping revive Michigan State's <laughs> hockey program. Because it's been rough, man. Like, I'm a Michigan yeah. State hockey guy. I, I can't say anything to anybody for like 12 years. It was rough, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I like before coming, obviously, I was able to see kind of the past. And, you know, it's definitely exciting to turn a, a new chapter. And, you know, I think. Obviously, what what we're doing, been what they did last season, you know, kind of was big, and and now we're doing this season is awesome. So, well, I know you are a legitimate pro prospect, but selfishly, I hope you stick around for, you know, three years total at Michigan State. Two more after this one, it'd be great to yeah. keep you as long as possible. And uh, you know, thank you again for joining us. I know it's a long drive for you, and you got a lot going on. And your coach does ride you hard enough that you have to be the top fitness team in the country and all <laughs> yeah, that so yeah uh, it's a pleasure to have you man thank you yeah thanks for having me yeah that was isaac howard man leading scorer for a team that is just uh, pumping people now and just took it to wisconsin and back-to-back -back nights at mun a uh, really fun team even people that are casual hockey fans are getting into the michigan state hockey team i think it's awesome uh, like i said my son first game ever as a, at a hockey game was going crazy so um it's a team to watch man and this this player's fun to watch man that He's a dish man. He can finish. Like I really enjoy his game. It's a fun team. I get behind him. It's it's been a pleasure, man. And uh, we'll see you soon. Hopefully, I'd love to have you back. Thank you. Yep. Spiro Avenue Show. Justin Spiro. Ben. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye.